0: Yes, we do. Every single Saturday morning on these airwaves. My name's Casey Steve, the voice of your valley on Merced's News Talk Station, one hundred seven point three FM, 107, 1480 AM, KYOS. Come on, the Merced. Los and dos Yeah, every single Saturday we try to bring you some original content. Even though that's, uh, well, we'll talk about that later. But uh, hey, we we appreciate you while we have you getting ready for Dave Luna the Big Kahuna coming in here at five o'clock. I have to leave everything just right, or Dave, oh, he gets upset. Anyway. Uh, He's a fun guy. I'm just teasing. He's a big pillar around here. Having a birthday. Birthday card floating around here. So many signatures, so many well wishes for our buddy Dave. And if you're so inclined, tune in 5 to 6 on these airwaves. You can hear Dave Luna, the Big Kahuna. Also, if you're ever inclined to listen to any of the old shows, you're getting a Jones, you haven't heard him for a while, 1480KYOS.com. Go to the podcast tab, and there they all are. I think three, four, I don't know what we're up to now. There's a lot of pages there to keep you occupied for, uh, well, I don't know, next couple of months. Something that we really appreciate, management standing by us all of these years. It's been over a decade, folks. It's been a long, long time, a long haul since we've been on these airwaves. As you know, there's been a lot of voices on this show, on other shows, Roger's show, community conversations another show that you can get on the air uh, on the uh, podcast we archive those we've been doing so i think over a year now quite a collection of those shows well as you know it's been hot really hot we're here in the second week of september starting off next week and it was a hot labor day tuesday the hottest day on record 115 degrees here in the city of merced Set an all-time record, set way back in 1905. Uh, five met a couple of times in the 20s. 114 degrees. As if you can tell that one degree difference. I think anything over I don't know 103, I start to uh, notice. But uh, again, I hope everybody made it through the heat, the plants. I don't know a lot of things. A lot of things. It uh, never seen heat like that before. And evidently. The heat wasn't enough to keep away the thieves here at the radio station. We went out to start our Lobo van. We have three or four vans, different vans that we use for different stations. KYOS doesn't have a van yet. I've been lobbying for one of those, a big bus, a party bus, something like like the city has. Oh, no, that's a party trailer. I'm sorry. Well, I didn't even take a party trailer. Of course, we need something to tow it with. Anyway, our uh, KABX van, Dave's. Dave's van. You know, maybe for his birthday he'll get a new van. But somebody, uh, well, they put a rag in the gas tank a few months ago and tried to light it on fire. Fortunately, not knowing our station, there was no gas in the gas tank and even the fumes had left the building. So it just kind of made a big mess on the side of the truck and the melted plastic on the ground. And that was one incident. Police, Merced police, they said that uh, arsonists, you know, coming into town. I don't know. Some of these homeless folks, I guess, have have a pass they're trying to run from. You know, surprise, surprise. You ever been along Bear Creek? You know, you see the fire in the morning, the uh, the cook fire, sometimes at night. Sometimes things catch on fire, like, uh, remember behind the old auto yard there on Charles? Anyway, they tried to torch the van. That was months ago. And then the other day, we tried to, uh, I guess we had to go to a remote with the Lobo van, started it up, sounded like a, uh, I don't know, jet engine. It was really, no, not a jet engine. That would be high performance. It was, it's like an old tractor, straight pipes, just, you know, it was really, really uh, obscene. Couldn't drive it anywhere. It's not good for the engine. Of course, there's no smog control. Any of that makes the floorboard of the van a little hot too, because that exhaust is coming. Well, not where it's supposed to go. So they had taken the catalytic converter sometime during, I don't know when, when we weren't here, nobody noticed. And uh, so we made a report About $2,000 for a new catalytic converter for that van that year. That's just the cost of the converter. I don't know how much it's going to cost to have it put on. But the point being, crime in Merced has not really abated. I think public safety is a huge issue here in the city of Merced. That's why Measure C, being on the ballot, or more pointedly, not being on the ballot, is something I think the people should have had the chance to vote on. And as you know, we had a divided city council to the point that only 4 of the 5 members needed to advance measure C on this ballot that'll be coming up November 8th a lot of a lot of issues coming up on that ballot very important to the future of the city of Merced not only the council races here in Merced Atwater the other communities in our county the 6 incorporated cities but also it would have been nice to see measure C a public safety tax here in Merced now there will be one on the ballot In Atwater, measure B, as I believe it's called. So here at the station, uh, the crime continues unabated in the alley here downtown. We're in the uh, Merced Main Street area here, bounded by 19th Street, 18th Street. Uh, There's, of course, Main Street. I think it goes to 16th, what, G to V or maybe beyond. So I read from a report uh merced sunstar march 17th of this year 2022 and it was highlighting the crime reports uh the crimes property crimes and violent crimes here in merced uh, the chief caballero our current chief and will be retiring in november i might add again another important decision that will have to be made after the election of who is going to lead the department and more pointedly how the city of Merced, I read from the article, the city of Merced reported a roughly 19% rise in reported violent and property crimes combined. From data released from the city's police department, topping the list of violent crimes, and this is no this is no surprise to people here in town. Merced Police reported 13 murder, non-negligent homicide cases in 2021. This is compared compared to seven in 2020, an increase of 85%. Point seven percent reminds you of the Viper days. Remember back when Viper was implemented, the program to try to fight you know violence, interruption, and the uh, unfortunate intervention. I forget what it was uh, the actual acronym stood for specifically, but the idea was to address violence. There was also a youth component in there. I think it was five million dollars the total program. Adam Gray was successful in getting that. Half a million dollars went to a couple of nonprofits i don't know what the results of those efforts were but i know the viper program the the uh, criminal intelligence portion of it was very fruitful in a lot of areas going back to the record murder rate in 21 chief tom cavallero well when i say record i think i think uh, i think we had that record back in the viper days but again a big increase from in one year an 85% increase tom cavallero said seven of the city's homicides in 2021 appear to be related either gangs drugs or both and we see that rampant use of drugs here in our city among the homeless population the folks that live along the bike paths under the bridges some of the project room key experiences have not been good for our hotel and lodging association having to deal with that trying to bring in tourism trying to be receptive because, again, we know that transit occupancy tax is something that we can keep here completely in Merced. Here's another thing that's kind of shocking. The city had 2,622 reported property crimes in 2021 compared to 2050 in 2020. That's just a little over 2000. An increase of roughly 28%. And when we talk about property crimes, those assault, those assaults, those nightly assaults, those daily assaults while you're at work, of your private property rights and the responsibility of the city to protect those as best they can. An increase of 28% year over year is unacceptable. And I would submit to you that a lot of those are not, are not reported. Matter of fact, I don't know if management or anybody here reported this catalytic converter. It's such a, a pain in the rear. You hear about it all the time. Does anybody really think that anything is going to change? Well, hopefully they do, and hopefully it will. We have a new district attorney that will be taking over from the current district attorney at the end of the year after the election. We have a sheriff that's very proactive, who's concerned about the quality of life issues and how it affects not only in the county, the agricultural community has suffered for years and years, the onslaught of theft Copper wire, those sorts of things, commodity, you name it. I mean, they're practicing, I think they're even probably digging up the dirt. But the sheriff also covers the cities because the six incorporated cities in the city, in the county of Merced, lie within the county. And the county services that are brought to bear in those cities when it comes to the courts, the probation department, all of those things. Are very, very important, and the sheriff has a big input uh, into that and a big impact, as well as the district attorney's office. If we're not prosecuting quality-of-life crimes, well, what are we doing? The community has had it. It's the biggest issue I hear is public safety. The community doesn't feel safe. They don't feel safe going out at night. Sometimes they don't even feel safe going out in the daytime in some of our parks. They need to be taken back. They need to be given back to the people, to the citizens citizens of Merced, so that people can take their families there and not have to be faced with some of the activity that's going on. And I'll be very kind, that's going on in our parks, along our bike paths, along our creeks. It's just unbelievable that we've let it get this far out of hand. The quality of life issues are very, very big. I applaud the non-profits that go go out week after week after some of these issues, especially the Bear Creek Yacht Club, they're celebrating their one-year anniversary this weekend with a cleanup over there at the 16th Street Bridge. I believe it happens this morning. They've gotten so big, so many people help out. They have a raffle, they have prizes. I think they're raffling a speedboat, I don't know, some kind of, something's going on over there. It's amazing what they've done to that. They've got their non-profit status. The idea behind it, talking to some of the individuals that are involved in that, was to just have a constant pressure, a constant pressure so that these problems would eventually go away through somewhat of attrition. People getting tired of seeing them, tired of having their camps broken up, their belongings moved. But as you can see, it really, well, it really hasn't worked that way because today there will be cleaning up a lot of trash that has been thrown in. Somebody told me they cleaned out 174 shopping carts out of the sediment over there in the creek. And If you can imagine what a shopping cart buried up to its handlebars must weigh trying to dig that out of the sand well. Again, God bless those people in their efforts, but it must seem at some point futile when you go back in a month and it's the same as you saw it. I referenced the McKee Road Bridge over Bear Creek, a constant problem, something that you would not have imagined even as short as four or five years ago, and now is just a constant problem that we can't seem to get a hold of. So the Bear Creek Yacht Club, they need help. They're one part of the solution. We need people like that. Merced Walk, some of these folks that have been doing this in the community for years, love Merced. All of these things, love Inc. I think there's a lot of programs that have tried and will continue to try, but they need support from the city and more pointedly, the county. Because the county is integrated in this. Our new district attorney our sheriff, all of the different departments, our supervisors, they need to be empowered to help us in this situation. We spend millions and millions of dollars on mental health, on supportive services. We have the Trident Center, again, county run. And if people won't take advantages of these programs that we have to offer, we need to have reasonable enforcement of our laws so these quality of life issues can be resolved And we don't lose our catalytic converter when we try to go do a radio remote. It's frustrating. And I know people share that frustration out there. Hey, we're out of the first segment, the 8 o'clock hour. They go quick, don't they? My name's Casey Steve, the voice of your valley on Mercedes News Talk Station 107.3 FM, 1480 AM, KYOS. We'll be right back. Saturday morning, second segment, Citizen Watch. My name's Casey Steve. the voice of your valley, on Mercedes News Talk Station, 107.3 FM, 1480 AM, KY, with September 10th, 2022. Hey, you got us, at least for another couple of segments. Uh, here we go wanted to talk about the auto zone a little bit that's going to be built to the south of us down in chowchilla in madera county we're going to try to have one of the individuals from madera county the economic development director from madera county coming in on community conversations to discuss not only that but some of the other great things going on when it comes to economic development down in madera county now we should be talking about these things here in merced county my friends and distribution centers the AutoZone distribution center that should be well somewhat familiar to folks when they hear about distribution centers because we were going to have a big one would have been uh, open well over a decade by now and that would be of course the walmart distribution center that was roundly challenged by a few folks here in the area one of the plaintiffs i believe was joel knox over there with the golden valley neighborhood association they didn't want those nasty, dirty trucks, noisy, noisy, noisy. Of course, if you know anything about the California Air Resources Board and some of the requirements they're putting on vehicle owners, especially the, uh, big, the big semis, well, you would realize those are specious arguments that have absolutely no basis in fact, and they were just used as a roadblock, literally, to the progress of the Walmart Distribution Center, and they were successful in stopping it. 1200 jobs shift shift change would be uh, what in about 10 minutes but no it's not happening instead uh, you can hear the bees buzzing through the almond trees over there because that's all it is walmart still owns the land but the the model has changed with walmart and distribution centers but not so much for AutoZone. no 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 they went down to chowchilla in madera county going to serve 50 some stores with this distribution center uh, eventually expanding I mean, I could see drones going out of the skylights there, dropping a water pump over there off of Child's or something. But, again, that's the future. But we couldn't see that when I say we, the folks that wanted to stop the distribution center for a lot of reasons that had nothing to do with the reasons they were saying publicly. Very, very disappointing. And why didn't AutoZone look at Merced? Or did they? What kind of response did they get? What kind of response do they get? Or do they look at the past and say, whoa, 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 whoa. Why would we want to go to Merced? We need to do things another way. We need to be business friendly. We need to encourage development. We do not need to have a chilling effect on development. I talked about this a little while ago, a couple of shows ago, about some of the requirements that were put on a developer, uh, suggested requirements. That were put on a developer that came before the city council greg opinski has some land out there you may remember that name in the news uh, not in a good way many many well not that many years ago anyway he had some land out there at the corner of lake road bellevue wanted to bring into the city and one of the comments from one of the council members Berta perez specifically on the merced city council is well hey how do you how do you feel about employing local people well of course i want to employ local people it was Greg's response, but then it kind of morphed into, uh, well, how about about a project labor agreement? Now, this is, what? And this is where you agree to hire union workers to build your project. And if you've ever had an experience in public contracting, and when I say public, public works, the uh, administration of city, county, government contracts, the prevailing wage, which is basically... With the tradespeople, the trade unions have set the the wage at, the going rate, if you will. And cities don't have any choice in this, depending on what location they're in, the Davis-Bacon rules, the wage determination. It's a lot more money than the private sector pays for private sector jobs. Doing the same thing. Now, some would say the training is better in the unions. It is very much more organized because it's organized labor. Having worked for an electrical contractor here in town who was signatory, signatory to IBEW Local 100, I can tell you they are very organized and they are very well-trained. But that does not mean the private sector cannot do that or provide those services, especially out there in the competitive world where you can set a wage. And again, we're, you know slavery, there was a civil war. If uh, Folks don't remember that so you cannot force people to work for you. There's no indentured servitude. There's no There's nothing like that. So again when folks talk about the wages being too low. Well, somebody has to work for them We saw that recently here with the passage of the fast act. This is the Unionization of the fast food workers here in our state if you don't if you think that whopper with cheese is expensive now stand by but again, this is all under the uh, hmm, the veneer of a living wage, of, uh, you know, trying to uh, take care of those folks, the essential workers, all of that. Which, again, I'm, I'm not poo-pooing, but to put these costs on private industry, I think, is what well, has a chilling effect. There's an interesting article in this week's edition of the Merced County Times, one of our, well, it is our favorite newspaper, Thursday, September 8th edition everything comes out on a Thursday. This is from Ian Whitaker. You may be familiar with John Whitaker. That's right. It's a relation. And it talks about the next building. Boom. Who will reap the rewards? And I'll just read a couple of excerpts and opine. Local union members are calling attention to what they say is a unfair public contracting system that disadvantages local workers. Now, when they say public contracting system, you would immediately think Well, when the city goes out and buys something, uh, you know, makes a pump station, a well, you know, builds a a new uh, rec building or something, a park, well, obviously those would be public contracting, but I don't think that's what he's talking about here, because I'll read on. The boom in internet shopping created a huge demand for the construction of distribution centers and warehouses to manage the shipping of these goods throughout the state. Local union members are saying that increasingly contracts are being awarded to large contractors, Many of whom are located out of state and don't have ties to the region. Tradespeople are concerned that the low cost of these contractors are coming at a high price to Central Valley communities, including the city of Merced. David Rivas, a senior field organizer for the Northern California Carpenters Union, says, We're giving away the farm with nothing in return to us. This is the union. It's a race to the bottom for the contractors, and we just can't compete. Well, that. Mr. Rivas, is the real issue. You can't compete unless you have these mandates, these requirements, these rules that are onerous to private investors and private enterprise. Much of the union's concerns, I read from the article, much of the union's concern revolves around prequalifications or the lack thereof inserted into public contracts. We're throwing this word public contracts around real loosey-goosey in this article, because they're really talking about private investment and how this investment is done. All all private investment is done within the confines of a city or a state or a county. So to call these public contracts, I think is disingenuous in this article. Pre-qualifications would require large contractors. And dare I say, really, it's all contractors, because how do you Make the uh, you know how do you how do you do the difference? And if you're a large contractor, you're going to hire some guy that isn't offering these benefits when you got to pay him. Pre-qualifications would require large contractors to offer benefits to workers in return for building the backbone of the e-commerce systems. Pre-qualifications include requiring contractors to provide health care, 401k contributions, and establish safe working conditions as a condition of being awarded public contracts. Without these, union members say that the benefit of all the economic development in the region will stay in the hands of the developers, leaving workers behind. Again, there's no slavery, there's no indentured servitude. If you don't want to work, don't work. The attitude is, anything to keep Merced residents working, this is Mr. Rivas talking but there's no standards. It's a free open market, which they have the ability to do. But morally, do we feel like it's right? So now we bring our feelings into it, my friends, because if it doesn't feel good, well, you better not be doing it. It doesn't feel good to make money. It doesn't feel good to be prosperous. It doesn't feel good to invest your money and have a return in Mr. Revis's mind because it's not morally right. He goes on, when you give everything away and you sell the farm to bring in a multi-billion dollar corporation like Amazon or Alta or, can I insert Walmart? Because I'm going to. He goes on, the residents of Merced should be able to benefit from that. You know what, Mr. Rivas? The union was a big part on why Walmart didn't come here. Had we had Walmart, the citizens of Merced would have benefited for not only the last 10 years, but today and tomorrow. And in the future because once you build a walmart distribution center they don't go away and even with the mandate from the state of electric cars by 2035 again a <laughs> a vapid argument because it's unattainable at this point you're still going to have an auto zone distribution center down there in chowchilla just like we would have had a walmart distribution center here so the residents do benefit when development happens they do benefit The trend started, I read from the article, the trend started, Ian Whitaker's article, Merced County Times, September 8th edition. The trend started in the mid-90s and has only accelerated in recent years. Recent arrivals include AutoZone, which is building a $150 million distribution center in Chowchilla, and Ace Hardware, which is constructing a 1 million square foot distribution center in Visalia. How much does that cost? Revis said it's only a matter of time before the growth hits Merced County. Mr. Revis, it has. It has. And we blew it because of these excessive demands on the development community. John Carlisle, a former councilman, wanted a berm all the way around it so you couldn't see it. Because visually, you know, it's kind of, I don't know why. But again, that was an onerous requirement. You know how much to pile dirt up around, I don't know how many acres is over there for what? For what? It's not a retention pond. Again, there was all kinds of specious arguments brought up at the time. And this is just sour grapes. I'm not saying there's not room for organized labor, but be competitive. Be competitive and you'll have all the work you ever wanted. All the work you ever wanted. The penetration of the private sector by the union is nothing. Nothing. You go to to government contracts, oh, it's a different world now. I read the last paragraph of the article and then we got to get out of here. The demand, this segment, the demand from local tradesmen is simple. Build what you build what you want, but do it with someone who offers a pension and health care and wants to give back to the community. Again, you got to feel good. Rivas said something other than just a rock bottom wage. Well, again, this is an opinion show and that's Mr. Rivas' opinion that those are rock bottom wages. Some people would disagree. There's many private contractors that go out there. They want to build a business. They shouldn't have to be encumbered with hiring just a certain type of worker that is affiliated with a union, with organized labor. I believe in the right to work, being an electrical contractor, a licensed electrical contractor in the state of California since 1989. I built my business with hiring employees, taking care of them, showing them the ins and the outs, giving them that field experience, and they have gone on to have their own electrical contracting firms, so it's possible to do it in the private sector. I was never signatory to any organized labor union. I just wasn't big enough. I didn't have a need for an incredible amount of manpower, which is one of the benefits of organized labor. They got a lot of guys sitting on the bench over there, so they they can send them out at a moment's notice, but to mandate this on the private employers that come to this community, to build, whether it be a distribution center, an apartment building, whatever it is, is going to increase the cost to those projects to the point where developers may not come to this area and it could have a chilling effect on development. And I don't want to see that happen here in the city of Merced. We should be welcoming to development and to require project labor agreements at the pre-annexation label, la- uh, level is uh, way too premature and I think out of line. Hopefully, we won't hear that talk going forward. My name's Casey Steed, the voice of your valley on Merced's news talk station, Citizen Watch. 107.3 FM, 1480 AM, KYOS. We'll be right back after this brief break. Hey, here we are, Saturday morning, third and final segment of the 8 o'clock hour. My name's Casey Steed, the voice of your Valley Citizen Watch on Mercedes News Talk Station, 107.3 FM, 1480 AM, KYOS, you and me. To do it without you, my friends. You and, I. you and I, every Saturday here for a long time on these airwaves, bringing you the issues, talking about government, local politics, bringing in a lot of great guests over the years. And again, I could not do it without my listeners. You really mean a lot to me. This city means a lot to me. That's why we do this show every single week. We have been for well, a decade or more. It was brought in by Steve Kovard, who used to work at this very engineering position many, many years ago. He heard me speak and said, you know, I'd really like to have you in talk about some of the issues. You seem to be up on them. You can uh, articulate your thoughts. And so we came in and it was a lot of fun and it just morphed into what we are today. I've had a love of the community that grows and grows the more I learn about the community and the people, the people that make it what it is, our ag community, our business community, the people that go to work every day that put in the hours, put in the time, that don't maybe have the time to keep their eye on everything that's going on at city government, the county level. Merced County Association of Governments, what's happening in other cities, the nexus between those decisions, because they do have a nexus. We're all connected. What happens in Atwater has an effect in Merced and vice versa. versa. We just look at the sales tax initiative and some of the different feelings, the different ideas, but yet the needs are the same. So what that's caused me to do here recently, last month, is to put my nomination papers in for the open council position on the Merced City Council District 4, which is currently held and will be until the election by Kevin Blake, who's done a very capable job in his tenure as a councilman on the dais. I believe he had nine years because of going to even-year elections as the city did some time ago. Kevin's done a a great job in representing District 4. District 4 goes from the creek all the way north to Mercy Road over there by the hospital. Bounded by G Street on the west side, McKee Road basically on the east side, including the neighborhood of Moraga and the new apartments over there. Merced Station, That absolutely beautiful facility built up there at at the corner of Lake and Yosemite also includes merced crossings again all that land over there by saint patrick's a lot of county islands in the city of merced and also district four my thought on some of these county islands especially when they're served by city utilities whether it be sewer or water should should really have a right to vote i think in some of these city elections because their rates and that sort of thing are determined by the electeds and they really don't have a voice. I understand that someday they'll come into the county, some of these annexation agreements, if they provide out of boundary services, it's a it's a given, but still I think the right to vote should be looked at something maybe down the line. But right now, as you know, the dissension, if you will, on the city council is well, it's not good. It's divided. It's ugly. It's not professional. It has a chilling effect on people that want to come to this community to do business. And I think people are forgetting what their primary goal is. I think the noblest cause is the public good. To put yourself above yourself for others, for the public good. And that has somehow left the building with all of these special interests and groups that come before the council. And the council, well, enough of a majority are swayed by it where... We can't get a public safety tax on the ballot, something that was headed for approval early on in the year, especially when we get reports, as I've read from the Merced Sun Star back in March, where our crime increased last year. Violent property, violent and property crimes went up roughly 19 percent. That's 20 percent in 2021. Murders alone up 85 percent. And we seem to not talk about that when we talk about public safety. Instead, instead we talk about how we can redirect those funds that currently go to public safety, not increase the number of personnel, and yet use them for something else. And that is not the best way to run a city. You need to have public safety. Everything revolves around public safety. If people don't feel safe in their homes while they're at work, their property being protected, When they take their kids to the park, when they ride along the bike path, everything suffers. Economic development, investment in the community, that all suffers. There's lots of other issues besides public safety, but that's a big one. And it's been brought to the forefront, and I really had no idea that it would be such an issue in this election. I think that the county needs to bring its resources to bear when it comes to public safety here in the city. I know we have a sheriff that's concerned about public safety, not only in the county and how it affects the ag community, the workers out there that are being victimized, but also in the city because the sheriff's territory is under your feet wherever you are in the city of Merced, the county of Merced, the sheriff has an impact. And so does the district attorney. And so do your supervisors. I think the four supervisors that represent different portions of the city of Merced Need to be more vocal in some of the services they provide when we have these voices come before the city and their electeds and say that they're not providing enough. The county has a big responsibility, and I know that our sheriff and our district attorney have spoken about stepping up and meeting that need. They have to work together, and I think the city manager, who I have great respect for, and I have a great appreciation for what she's been going through lately, it's been unfair it's been ugly, it's mean, and it's unnecessary. And it has a tremendous, tremendous bad image of our city for people looking in to make investments. I go back to the auto zone investment down in Chowchilla. If you don't think they looked at Merced County, well, I think that's just short-sighted. I'm sure they looked in Merced County. They see some of the things going on, some of the antics, and they're concerned. So, The election's November 8th, it's coming up, I'm running, I'm on the ballot along with a couple of other folks in District 4, District 2 is also up for election, District 6 in the city of Merced is up for election, so to be fair, in the spirit of, in fairness, I'm not going to be on the airwaves anymore after today until after the election. We're going to have alternate programming on Saturday. Also, the Merced County Morning News is going to be taking a hiatus until again after the election, after November 8th. It's about nine weeks, and that's just the way it's going to go. Some folks have expressed concern in other races that it would be unfair to have me on the air, and management has asked that we go dark, and I uh, completely agree with management's decision because they are management and we are an employee and we want to be fair. I don't want to have any unfair advantage. I want to talk about the issues, the merits of what's really going on, what needs to happen here in our community. So it's a very uh, tough thing not to be able to join you, not to be able to talk to you. Again, if you have any uh, questions or things that you want to get to us, we still have email kc.steed at smgnational.com. Of course, you can always call our direct line at 205-3815 here at the station. So again, I appreciate the listeners and everything that you've done over the years, and hopefully you understand this. Some folks are not going to be happy about it. Some, some people won't understand, but again, we just want to err on the side of caution because we are fair, and we try to give fair and balanced coverage, I've always said that folks can come in and uh you know banter back and forth, and we have had a lot of folks come in over the years. We've had the sheriff Sheriff Vern Warren on many, many times. I enjoy his endorsement of my candidacy in this election. It's very important to me; it means a lot. It's something that I think again, this nexus. Between the city and the county, our elected officials, the Merced County Association of Governments, all these organizations are so important. And having been a Building and Housing Board of Appeal member now for four or five years, being the vice chair, I've seen how the internal workings work. I've been involved in the projects and the different development projects around my neighborhood with our community members that I live around for many, many years, a couple of decades now. I was once in the county, and it wasn't that long ago. And I know some of these concerns about folks coming into the city. There was a great effort to try to get folks on the north side, the north annexation area, and it was unsuccessful. I think that was pitched. Uh, that could have been uh, could have been sold a lot better. Been a lot more upfront with those folks because I understand the concerns. I had them myself back in two thousand four, two thousand five, when we were annexed into the city. It's part of the Moraga development. Through cooperation and negotiation with LAFCO, the different county departments, the different city departments, we got a much better project. It's still pretty dense over there. Same way with the project that's going on at the corner of McKee and Yosemite. I get a lot of folks asking me what's going on there. It's a mixed-use development. It has a lot of uh, multifamily uh, apartment-type housing as well as a commercial element. And again, integrating these projects into a growing Merced is going to be critical as we go forward. And the existing community has concerns, as rightly they should, traffic, circulation, providing public services and police and fire. We're pretty well pre-annexed out to La Paloma Road on the backside of the lake. Not quite there yet, but you, you can see it. A lot of land is going to come into the city over the next few years, but we have to provide them with services. The sewer water master plan, where we're going to get our water from, how we're going to recharge the basin, all of these are very, very critical issues. They're going to be faced by a city council, and it needs to be a united city council. Again, putting service over self. The noblest cause is the public good. So with that, we'll be off the air for about nine weeks. Don't hold it against anybody. I apologize for you folks that are angry I'm going to be off the air. But this is something I feel strongly about in representing not only the people in District 4, who I've lived around for a long time, but also the citizens of Merced, all of Merced. Because there really are no dividing lines, no boundaries. And it seems lately a lot of people have tried to build walls between various groups, various factions here in Merced, and it's just not right. We need to fix Merced. We need common sense to prevail on the dais. So I would ask people to please return those ballots no matter who you support in any election. The general election coming up in November is huge, not only on the state, the federal, but also the local level. Because all politics is local. And who you elect to these boards and commissions and councils is more important than ever now. You only have to look at the past few months here in the city of Merced to realize that. The turnout in the primary election was dismal. I was very disappointed. We're always talking about voter outreach, getting those ballots back. They're postage paid. There's absolutely no reason not to fill it out and to send it in. So, again, I want to thank all my listeners that have hung in there with me and just hang in there for the next 10 weeks, and we'll be back nine weeks. We'll be back after the election with more Citizen Watch. My name's Casey Steed, the voice of your valley, on Merced's News Talk Station, 107.3 FM, 1480 AM, KYOS. I'll see you later. God, just the two. You and I.